Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Ah, oh, it's the one time that I just relax. And look forward to all week, a break in the action, sit and talk to my friend Pete about sports and business for a couple hours and have some fun. Appreciate all you people and the kind emails and correspondence we've had since we kicked off this show about a month ago. Pete, good morning. Good morning to you, Maxie. What a fun day this is. I'll tell you what, uh, between Gophers and Vikings, yeah. uh, we got a lot of fun stuff to cover today. Yeah, and Halloween. You probably were not living here 30 years ago during the Halloween Blizzard in 91, were you? Um, no, I was in Sacramento, California. Still, <laughs> you were <so> lucky. No. <laughs> I missed that one. <laughs> you missed that one, man. And then obviously 30 years later, we're remembering this week and all those things. But, you know, you, you talk about, I, I come downtown today and, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's obviously the games tonight. And yet already you see purple, hmm. you see Dallas blue, you see all these things that, and, and boy, does this city need to be filled with some foot traffic right now. Uh, but it reminded me of the brand of the Cowboys. And yeah. you and I are of a similar era. You, you lived through the best and the worst of the Vikings-Cowboys in the 70s. I, I was reminded of that today. But but do you remember that Met Stadium and, and that rivalry? You know, Because you always felt like these two teams were going to play sometime in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, it was the combination of the Vikings and Dallas. Yep. Um, I even go back to the days of the Vikings and the Rams and always keeping yeah. the Rams out of the Super Bowl. <laughs> but, yep. but with, but with the Cowboys, absolutely, Maxie, that, that's what makes, you know, in, in the NFL, believe it or not, there are rivalries. People, people I don't think always understand that at the college level, it is elevated, but at the NFL level, it's just as aggressive, and those rivalries really do mean something. And I think the Vikings, even though the Dallas is obviously in a different part of the NFC, uh, I think the fans absolutely look forward to it, and, and anybody wants to beat the Cowboys. They're, the All 31 other teams would like to beat the Cowboys, and, and I think it's because of the fact that they've always called themselves, referred to themselves as America's team, yeah. and that's kind of a slap in the face of all the rest of us, right? So yes. I think that's part of this whole rivalry. I will say this, though, Maxie. Um, that owner, Jerry Jones, uh, I've known him for a really long time now, and I'll never forget how everybody said he was uh, not a very smart guy. He's taking chances. As a matter of fact, people used other words other than not yep. a very smart guy to, to yep. describe him when he bought the, the Cowboys for about $100 and, uh, yep. and, and, and and now look at him. Uh, so <laughs> I think See, he's you, doing you, okay. You stole my thunder a little bit there because I was going to ask you about Jerry Jones. I know oh. you know him, you've talked to him, and he is yep. the ultimate, in your world particular, because he's the combination football and business. 
And he's this oh, visionary. Absolutely. And he had this vision yeah. for what he could do with the NFL. And it was controversial. And he said, you guys might be spon- – I can't remember if it was you're sponsored by Coke, but I'm going with Pepsi. And, and, yeah. and wherever he could, he bucked tradition and everything else. Along the lines, he also showed some cutting-edge ways to the rest of the owners as to how they could do business and move things forward. Obviously, the stadium being the uh, the, the, mm-hmm. the biggest fortress that we've seen ever built in, uh, you know, in American history for a stadium – what is his place, do you think, in, in, in what he's done for football? Because as much as he was a maverick, he's also been an mm-hmm. innovator. Yeah, and I think that, that that he and Al Davis, I think, were the two guys who really did go up against the NFL and, and in a lot of different ways. And I think that the approach that they went with was always aggressive, but but well thought out, specifically when we're talking about Jerry Jones. I think this is a, an amazing businessman who played football. Everybody forgets that. They forget that yeah, he that's played right. with Switzer. You know, yep, he, yep. he played with Switzer yep. and he played. Yeah, I mean, that Arkansas football team, when you look at, at some of the talent from that era, it's unbelievable. And, and the success that so many players did coming out of that Arkansas program is just astounding. And and the fact that he, he made some changes right out of the gate that people didn't like, that's okay by me. I think sometimes you've got to shake things up. And uh, I, I loved that coach forever. I, th- I thought, uh, you know, he was one of the most historic coaches, but needed to make a change, needed to change things about what was going on with the Dallas Cowboys. There was a reason the Cowboys were for sale. And and I think that uh, Jerry Jones seized the moment. He took took advantage of the moment. He was looked upon as a bit of a fool for, for paying what he paid. And then not too many years later, after a lot of disappointing seasons and some of the, some of them very, very disappointing, he made that turn and all of a sudden the Dallas Cowboys were once again the Dallas Cowboys. And, and, and I think that he gets all the credit for that. And he was very involved as a general manager as well. So very unusual to be the owner and general manager, but again, a lot like Al Davis and what he had done with the Raiders for so many years. I think the one difference is that, that this approach that he had was much more of a business approach. I think Al Davis sometimes just wanted to kind sure, of throw sure it right the pot in. a little bit. <laughs> I think so. But I think that, uh, you know, this is something where Jerry Jones, I think, did understand. Hey, look, this is a business. Let's push this envelope just a little bit more. Let's try to do this and, and, and push things that way. And you mentioned some of the sponsorships, whether it's Coke or Pepsi or whatever that might be. And, and then additionally, how you get to, uh, to build an unbelievable, you know, still to this day, I think that stadium might still stand out. Uh, SoFi maybe has passed them up maybe out there in L.A., but yep. I'll tell you what, yeah. that stadium down in Dallas, and you've been there and I've been there, and Jerry Jones was nice enough to invite myself and my brother to a game there uh, quite a few years ago now. They were playing the Giants on a Sunday night. As a matter really? of fact. What was that and, like, that experience for you? Oh my goodness. I'll tell you what. First of all, just, uh, just being around Jerry Jones and, and what he calls billionaire row, <laughs> uh-huh. which is the front row seats of his box That'd is absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. Billionaire with a B, not, not millionaire with an M, but billionaire with a B. And it's just amazing. And Mark Cuban was there. You know, you go through this long list of, of all the, the, the monstrous businessmen and women um, in the, in the state of Texas. And they were attending and they were happy to be with Jerry. And 
you couldn't find a, a friendlier, more uh, giving man than, than Jerry Jones. And, and you know, you walk around that stadium, his wife was in charge of a lot of the decorations within the stadium and how, the, how she wanted things to look. And, you know, getting a, a woman's touch, so to speak. And it, it, it's just amazing what they were able to accomplish down there and the experience of being in the box and, and, and just being around the Jones family. Although I will tell you this, uh, he, he and his sons, uh, they actually sit just up above the box itself, away from everybody during the game. They'll come down. As well the they should, right? Halftime. I mean, if you're going to be the general manager of a team, you don't want to be sharing right. all your opinions. Right. And you and you want to have, and, and you know, the, he was always accused of maybe having some sort of a connection down to the field, which is <laughs> illegal. But yeah. I, can, I, I can't answer whether he did or didn't, but I can tell you that, that it felt like maybe he did. <laughs> but, you know, we forget this maybe sometimes, but you meet Jerry Jones, And and there's a pretty good chance that he's familiar with your work on CNBC. And there's a pretty good chance that you guys share, you know, some uh, some business thoughts or some questions. What kind of questions does he ask you in a situation like that? You know, he, he, he knows the energy space as good as anybody, obviously. He, he really did an amazing job as a, as a person coming out of college and building up who he was and, and, and getting the wealth to be able to get into the position to where he was to buy the Dallas Cowboys. He did have to leverage himself a little bit, but boy, did that ever pay off. But he just loved to talk about the markets themselves. I, I, he absolutely loved it. He loved the area of the market where, where I make my money, which is in the derivatives markets, the option markets, because at that again, it's leverage and, and, and it's, it's a way to be able to do things. And if you have enough of an understanding of the options market, and I'm not going to get into the weeds with that, but if you have that kind of an understanding of you have, enough of an understanding of the options market, and I'm not going to get into the weeds with that, but if you have that kind of an understanding of here's leverage, but also, you know what, you can reduce your risk while you're getting more leverage. That's something that a guy like Jerry Jones uh, absolutely is attracted to. And, and it's so a game, he, right? He, he loves a game. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. It's, it's a game. It's a serious game, but it's something that he really, um, really embraced and really loved. And, and he, you know, we talked for a, a lot about that, that side of things. Now, I haven't seen the man in multiple years now, so he might not even remember, but, but we had a really, really great, uh, great visit down there. It was wonderful that he opened up the doors to be able to get us into the stadium and go and, and sit with, with this billionaire's role, which I, I'm not there yet, Maxie. <laughs> That's still a goal of mine, uh, that, but I'm not yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope you're right. Okay, but, so, but what a wonderful guy. Okay, so so you, when you look back, it, and people can say this about the Dallas Cowboys, the biggest move that they made, of course, was they, they came in and took advantage of the Vikings and <laughs> gave them Herschel Walker, you know? Gosh, and, and, yeah. and everything else fell into place once they got there. And, and, mm-hmm. and by the way, I can remember if, if there's two press conferences that I'll never forget in covering sports, at least to date. Um, one would be Brett Favre because you never in a million years thought the Green Bay Packer legend would end up playing for the Vikings. And, and when right. he arrived on campus, that was, you know, second to none. But the other one was when Herschel Walker showed up. And, and when yeah. he came here back in 89, uh, I've never seen so many uh, satellite trucks, reporters, mm-hmm. uh, and this was pre-internet and all that stuff show up because it was it was so big, and people were mm-hmm. so convinced that this was the missing piece for the Vikings because they had a great defense at the time, and they had a pretty mm-hmm. good offense, and they, you know, they had Steve Jordan and Anthony Carter. They had players, you know. And here yeah. comes Herschel, and he's going to be the missing piece. Well, we all know that, that went uh, sideways on the Vikings and, and up for the, the Dallas Cowboys. But, but my question to you, Pete, is when you look at that and when you analyze that, do you think mm-hmm. the Dallas Cowboys flat out completely outsmarted the Minnesota Vikings, mm-hmm. or did they get mm-hmm. lucky? 
you took the words out of my mouth. I'd say outsmarted. Uh, you know, there's always luck involved, too, and, and, and luck comes in a variety of ways. But I think that the reality is the Vikings basically gave everything, and everything, kept and, and, and yeah, including the future, right, with yeah. all those draft picks. And, and when you really analyze the trade, it's just amazing that the Vikings <laughs> kind of fell into this. And they fell in love with the, 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 the whole Herschel culture Walker. of Herschel Walker. Yeah, the, the, the and ROI was brings. not good, as you guys say, in the business, right? Right, yeah, yeah. The return on investment was terrible. But, uh, you know, and Herschel's a great guy, great player. But I think the USFL really took a lot out of Herschel Walker, yeah. to be honest yes. with you. And so when he got back in the NFL or to the NFL – and was a part of the Dallas Cowboys, boy, was that just a great storyline. But the, the the reality is that he had been beat up enough that he just wasn't that same guy yeah. that he once was. And I think, you know, that's that was a big part of the the, the missing link for the, for the trade because the Vikings are going out and saying, hey, look, we're going to get the Herschel Walker that was at Georgia that nobody could ever stop and a Heisman Trophy winner and all the things that, that came with being Herschel Walker. And, and you know, he's – Definitely somebody that you could promote and you could get more fans in the stands and everything that you'd want. You could charge tickets and all that. But the reality is his time had passed. And I even can tell you that because I was playing with the Buccaneers at the time and we got a chance to play against the Vikings and play against Herschel Walker. And I can tell you, he was not the same guy. We watched film. He was not the Herschel Walker that the rest of the world was still looking at from Georgia we were looking at the Herschel Walker who got beat up pretty badly in the USFL and, and, you know, he just wasn't the same back. And, and meanwhile, we gave up so many players and draft picks, but the players, that defense, you are so right though, Maxie, I, I always go to people and I say, look, you can't put together a defense like we had, whether it's in the secondary with Carl Lee and, you know, it's yeah, so and many had great Dolman players. And Studwell, and I mean, oh, it was, Keith Millard, it was built, you know, Keith it was where Millard, you wanted it, right? Henry Thomas, yep. uh, you could go through the big list of all of these great players on the defense, but we got rid of a couple of the linebackers who were yeah, very, Jesse very Solomon good. And, yeah. Oh, Jesse Solomon. Un- i tell you what, Maxie, Walker one of Lee the Ashley. best Oh, Walker Lee Ashley was another great one. But I'll tell you, Jesse Solomon was one of the great linebackers I had ever seen play. Really? And I truly mean that. I, he he absolutely had incredible instincts. He had the body for a linebacker. He was faster than probably anybody would ever realize. I think he was a sub-4, 5, 40 kind of a guy. Really? And I mean, and at about 240 or 50 yeah. pounds. I mean, Jesse was really, truly, we used to always call it a man-child because he was a man and he was a young man, but he was a man. And he was a guy that you didn't want to tangle with. And we... We unfortunately gave up a lot of what was the strength of our defense, and then then you obviously the draft picks as well, but the strength of some of our pieces in the defense because it's great to have all these high-profile guys, but it's the next-level guys that really make a difference. Then, right, especially right? as and, the season wears on, right? And, and, and they got to fill the gap in week 12 or yep. 13 because somebody's on the shelf. Hey, uh, Pete, that, that's uh, great stuff when we come back. We know the Gophers won yesterday as well, and they did it the way you expect them to do it right now. Pete Nigerian and I on the huddle stay with us at WCCO.
Welcome back to the huddle. Mike Max, Pete Nigerian throwing it around. Yesterday, the Minnesota Golden Gophers win it in Northwestern and did what a lot of people thought they might do. Uh, they got three on the first possession, Pete. And, uh, you know, I think uh, going in, I'm thinking, boy, Northwestern's going to have to play a perfect game to beat the Gophers the way Northwestern is playing and trending. And when mm-hmm. they fumbled the football and the Gophers turned it into a scoop six, uh, you, you, could, you could walk away because you knew, A, Northwestern's not built to come back from it, B, the gopher defense is playing at a high level. And C, mm-hmm. P.J. Flex not going to take it. He's just going to run the football down your throat now. And as long as you don't fumble the football and you're the Gophers, it's going to be pretty tough for Northwestern. And it played out to script pretty much there after it was 10 to, 10 to nothing. Mm-hmm. And I guess I, I, I wasn't that's I, I thought Northwestern's only chance was to, was to maybe get a lead control of the ball. And they couldn't do that. And the Gophers make you pay at this point. Oh, absolutely. And you control the ball when you've got the offensive line. And we talked about that last week, uh, Maxie, the fact that I think that this offensive line has finally gelled. It took a little while. We, 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 we started off okay. We, we've kind of moved around a little bit. Now I think we are probably as dominant as any offensive line anywhere in football. And we're living up to the billing of these big monsters up front and a guy like Connor Olson, these guys who, you know, 50-plus starts in his career. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. But you look at that front five and the holes that they create, and we look at all the losses at running back that we've had. Yeah. And yet – Whoever comes up, whoever yep. steps up, they step up in a big way. And, and, and now we got two freshmen that have been absolutely dominant. They, they had a great week the week before with Maryland. And, and now all of a sudden you look at this Marquise Irving. I don't think at the beginning of the year he thought he'd see the field. And, and meanwhile, he's got another 100-plus yard game and a couple of touchdowns. He's averaging six yards a carry. And Kai Thomas is averaging about five yards a carry. And he's over 100 yards. And it's, it's week two for that. And it's, it's the pounding that... Northwestern this year has really struggled, Maxie. I mean, they're giving up yeah. so many points. Michigan State game, they gave up 38 points. They gave up 56 to Nebraska. And Michigan, actually, they held them to 33 points. Yeah, but and Michigan they, just kind of wore them down, you know? Yep, yep. And, and, and they did exactly what the Golden Gophers do. Uh, yep. Michigan said, we're going to run the football until you can prove to us that you're going to stop us. And they, they put up 294. I think we were well over 300 yards yeah, against, yep, against them yep. on, yep. The, on the ground. So you put up 300 yards on the ground and you, you put up 400 plus yards of offense and you hold the ball for 40 you know minutes in the football game, you're going to win. That, there's just no way, yeah, way and around that. I got to say, and, not, not to leap ahead. But the, the yeah. one team that's going to challenge the Gophers, and, and I don't know if the Gophers can, up front is going to be Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Watching them again against Absolutely. Iowa yesterday, that defensive front is so good. It's yeah. going to be a classic matchup. At some, you know, assuming these teams keep kind of moving in that direction, although the Gophers are going to have to beat Iowa at least in between. Uh, their front although four is have... outstanding, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, and I will say this, that that Iowa team, um, I think they've been exposed for their lack of offense, yeah. and, and that's that's the problem. The quarterback struggles. You know, Iowa had, to your point about how good is this Wisconsin defense, how about if I tell you that Iowa ran for 24 total yards yesterday? I know. 24. I know, and, and they fumbled it on the one-yard line, and they fumbled it on a, on a punt return, and teams like that can't get mm-hmm. back in it, can they? No, and it, they just, you know, their defense, I think, is still very solid, mm-hmm. but but they, they, you know, they can't be on the field. I, I played on the, these kind of teams where if the offense is three and out uh, and you're going right back out on the field, maybe two or three minutes after you just come off. Uh, you can do it once, right? Down, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> eventually that catch up, eventually catches that, up with yeah. you. But but I'll tell you, that Wisconsin, they're still the old Wisconsin that they've always been. They're going to run the football. They're going to try to pound it down your throat. And, and, and just like what the Gophers do, got that big offensive line. They don't have much of a passing game. I think that's where we have the advantage yeah. this year is. When you look at Mertz and you look at Tanner, uh, they're not anything close to one another. Nope. Tanner is a is a heck of a quarterback, kind of both, and yep. we've got some special receivers. This yep. kid Brown Stevens has just come up out of nowhere, and it, he is just outstanding. Had another great game against Northwestern. So I'm really, really impressed with how the Gophers have managed to say, you know what, we're going to take what they're going to give us, and they're giving us five or six yards on the ground. So we're just going to keep yeah. on taking it. We're not going to force the ball. You know, we're. I, I like the fact that we're we're looking at Tanner Morgan. Go, you know, you're a great quarterback, but uh, the way we're moving this football, we don't have to pass more than fifteen times no, in the game. Was seven we're, minutes we're just in gonna... their first drive and kicked a field goal. You know, I mean, yeah. and, and boom, and and, and 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 you know, it wasn't what exactly what they wanted, but you go, they didn't fumble it, <laughs> and they yep. made a statement, and they kept <laughs> yep. Northwestern's defense on the field. Hey, we'll take a break. We come back, someone you'll enjoy talking to. Pete Bill McGuire. They they play at noon today on ESPN. The Minnesota United do, and of course, he is of also of. Uh, uh, fame as the CEO of uh, United Health and now basically the CEO of Minnesota United. We'll talk about both when we come back. It's the huddle on WCCO. Pete Nigeri and Mike Max throwing it around in the huddle. We welcome into the conversation Bill McGuire, who helps run the Minnesota United and, of course, of uh, United Healthcare fame, I always say as well. And today they'll play at noon on national television fighting for postseason positioning and their lives. Dr. McGuire, thank you for joining us this morning. Thanks, Mike. Happy to be with you. you Beautiful uh, day today. When I talk to you lately, I mean, you are living and dying this sports thing, aren't you? Because you guys are on the cusp <laughs> and you're really feeling uh, the pain and agony that goes with uh, b- the pins and needles of being uh, an owner uh, and, and being vested in a team that's right on the edge. Yep, it, it is absolutely true. And, you know, you sit back and there's not a lot you can do about it in the moment. So <laughs> we're all fans in that regard. So, Pete? But, you know, but it's good It's good to be in the hunt. Uh, sure. So I can say it, it's a very competitive league, a lot of parity. You know, I think there's four or five teams today that are within a couple of points of each other and only a couple are going to make it, two or three, so. Hey Bill, are you pretty surprised? Are you surprised, Bill, uh, at, at, at how much success we've seen with with soccer over the last decade or so, and specifically what what you guys have done with this unbelievably beautiful field right in St. Paul? There, it's gorgeous, and and just the 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 appetite that people have for the sport of soccer in the United States. What do you think? Is it a little surprising or no? Um, I think it's gratifying. I don't think it's surprising. It's uh, you know, it, it's called the world's game for a reason you know it, it is out there and people are into it and i think the big thing is that we've not had the opportunity to see as much soccer and the quality of soccer and the extension of playing soccer to so many people into all communities and uh, in the past and as that's opened up uh, i think you're seeing the response and i believe there's a lot more to come you know though bill without the stadium you are what, and what I mean by that is the stadium has given you such an identity for fans, and I didn't realize probably its impact until it was built. They're not just the structure, but I think the location and the urban area and the mass transit that brings people to games. What, what, what does Allianz do in terms of identifying you in this marketplace 
uh, as a place that fans can hang their hat and and, and is a you know kind of it, it is uh, it's the cover of the media guide so to speak. It is what people think about when they think of the United. Um, I think it gives it gives a sense of place and purpose and pride. Uh, you know, it is about soccer. It is not a different field or a, a stadium built for another sport and you play there incidentally. It's a field, a stadium that is built for the sport of soccer, natural grass, outdoors, enjoy these great days like today, um, and for the fans, the fans of the sport. Furthermore, it's a great stadium. It's not just a stadium. It is a great soccer stadium, and it is very attuned to the needs and the wants and the experience of the fan as well as the players. Um, so I, I think it's really all the things you want to see, and it allows people to have something in their community that, you know, frankly, people around the country talk about this stadium and this facility. Allianz has obviously got some great stadiums around the world they're affiliated with, and they've been a big part of this one. Um, but it's just it's a great place, and, you know, it fits in. You know, Bill, I totally agree with you because I've I've been to that stadium for some of your games. I've also been there for that St. John's St. Thomas game a few years ago, which was outstanding and unbelievable. The packed the house. It's it is a beautiful and a, a great facility. You're right. I totally agree. Bill, have you ever looked at the idea or considered the idea of of expanding yourself in terms of ownership globally? Because I know there's a lot of different owners like the Buccaneers owners and so forth that that have a presence somewhere other than the United States in soccer or in other sports. Is that is that something you've considered at all or is this your direct focus right now? No, I, I think this is where we have to play right now. Um I can't say that people don't think about that when they hear it, but I don't think any of our group has entertained for over a fleeting second that notion. I think we're all committed to making this team, this this sport here, and, and this club be everything it can be. And, you know, we've got things to do still. We're not, we're not yet where we want to be, and, and once we do that – and we have this put away, then you've got time to to think about other things maybe in the, in the economics and all of that. But right now we need to stay focused on making this uh, what all of us want. And uh, we're not there yet. Bill, I mentioned today you'll play at noon on ESPN on national television. That's the good news. The bad news is you know, you're up against the NFL. And the NFL is the, <laughs> what everybody wants to be, I guess, at, uh, in terms of from a media standpoint. Is there a lot of potential for media money in the MLS, uh, you know, obviously it drives the, the other major league sports. Is there a lot of potential for that, or is it more a marketing tool to just get out and get the product out there right now? No, I think there, you know, there's a new media deal coming up, um, and it's going to, I suspect, be um, a step up, a good step up from where it's been, which has been pretty relatively small. You know, the, as you pointed out at the beginning, we really – seen all this happen in the last 10 years so uh, we shouldn't expect that the media responses and sponsors and everything are gonna gonna be there as like they are with uh, the NBA and an NFL and Major League Baseball that said this is a sport that is growing more than other sports and has the demographics of, of 
future sports uh, followers in it, and I think people will pay attention to that, and and we'll get more of that. We'll we'll have more media attention. Uh, that said, you know we can't do a lot about that beyond just making sure we put a great experience together for people uh, and try to be competitive on the field and make everything be as good as it can be locally. That's where it starts in my mind. Bill, do you occasionally take uh, your eye just for a moment, not away from, from the United, but just for a moment looking back over at United Health and, and, and seeing how that stock has been doing? Over As a stock guy, I can tell you, and a guy who loves – I love my Minnesota companies. I truly do. Best Buy and Target. And, I, you know, it's a long, long list. United Health, obviously, very, very high up there. <laughs> Should be maybe the top one. But the it hit another all-time high this past week. Uh are you still keeping an eye on that? I'm sure you still have some some <laughs> some shares there. No, actually, I don't have shares. Oh, and I don't look at the stock. I look at the company, you know. And I'm very proud of what they've done and and what the people that you know were there in the beginning and and through the formative years helped put in place. That's been continued on, and uh, you know, I think it's a a great company that's trying to address uh, some major problems for for people in our country and they've done a good job and they're being rewarded for it. Um, what is the key so. bill as you look back to becoming a great company? What, 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 you know, as you look back at your tenure and where it's at, why is it a great mm-hmm. company? Um, I think it was built right. I think it was built on the notion of addressing the healthcare needs and making, uh, you know, health and well-being of all people better than it has been. And, then growing on that premise in terms of how businesses or or divisions were built that could address the problems of healthcare rather than just being a product. You know, when it started early on, it was mostly uh, uh, focused on insurance and and actually the HMO movement at the time. But the the real play was to wake up and say this is this is about something else. This is about the um, the whole nature of of health and well being of people, and and let's organize resources um, to address that, and then you can move laterally, vertically, any way you want. And so that that was really the start, and they've they've continued to execute on that, and and that's a that's just turned out this way. And you know, it's not that it's perfect. You know, you don't need to get into a debate with people about whether there are other things that are better. The point is that the company was able to step forward and provide or meet the needs of a lot of different areas in healthcare um, better than other entities were able to provide for those needs. And that's why it selectively has performed so so well and is now what top five biggest, biggest companies in America. Stockwise. <laughs> Pete would know better than I. Pete, go ahead and finish up with a final question. Well, I, I got to tell you, and I love, I love your passion, Bill. I think it's phenomenal. And so as you look ahead, do you still see you were talking about growth, and that's obviously something it's, it's not just about stock market things. It's not about other things. It's about everything in life and trying to grow and, and, and get bigger. And I'm curious, 
Do you see any kind of expansion coming um, in the not too distant future when you're talking about Minnesota United? Are we seeing are we going to see more cities, in other words, as as you guys continue to grow and the growth that we're seeing already? Do you see more of that coming? Well, I think soccer will keep growing and I think MLS is going to keep growing. And, you know, certainly we'll we'll add another team to reach 30 and then probably step back and and say, okay, what's the next step? Um, but I think at the same time, I don't think the interest in growing is the limiting factor. I think the issue is growing what you grow well and making sure that uh, that what you have is everything that it can be. I just can't emphasize that enough. And so I think that will happen. And, you know, for Minnesota United, and the people associated with it here and the players and the staff and certainly the people that are in ownership positions, they're all committed to helping created with it here and the players and the staff and certainly the people that are in ownership positions, they're all committed to helping um, see our community get better and continue to grow as well. And so there's a lot of that behind what we do. And I think that's going to happen too. Bill, appreciate it very much, and uh, Pete, you appreciate this. You know, you can meet guys like Bill, and 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 they have had unbelievable success in their business careers, and and they. But when it, today's game day, and they have absolutely no control <laughs> over what's going to happen at noon, and it's the only time you see them look a touch vulnerable. So, Bill, I, I, I'm I'm hoping you can get through that piece of the anxiety as well. Well, I, I, I'm I'm optimistic we're going to have. 19,000, 20,000 people rocking the place with me, and, uh, you know, it'll be what it'll be. Uh, we have a team that's perfectly capable of beating them. Um, you know, we've shown that throughout the year. Uh, we've had some challenges here and there, but um, we're going to get after it and look forward to it. And they, thank you all for, for supporting us and being part of it. You bet. Thanks, Bill. When we come back, Thanks, we'll talk Bill. about some of that. What, 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 if, if I'm Pete Nigerian and I say I'm assessing all these teams and what their growth potential is, <laughs> In the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball, mm. and Major League Soccer, I want Pete's opinion on which one has the best future when we come. All right, Pete Nigerian. So, so you've got a billion dollars, and somebody comes to Pete and says, I, I want in <laughs> on uh, one of the Major League sports, uh, and I, I want the best potential growth return on the next 10 years. You tell them what league, NBA, NFL, NHL, MLS, Major League Baseball, which, which one would you send them after? <sighs> Wow, that's that's a tough one, Maxie. I actually think I would I I would probably put them in MLS. Uh, to be honest with you, when I when I look at the growth and, and as Bill was defining to us, just how much growth there is and how the expansion process is still available. They they talk about having thirty teams. I think that it it says a lot. I I think this is a company where if you look, for instance, just at at, at what the Minnesota United's value has gone from when they started this not too terribly long ago. To where it is now, Maxie. It's, I believe it was something under a hundred million, and now I think it's worth something closer to five or six hundred million, something like that. So yep. there is growth there, but we see the growth everywhere. I I, I was stunned uh, that the the NFL just continues to grow to the upside, and I well, you know you I look mean. at the Dallas. It, it never seems uh, to uh, you know it, it, you always think it can't go any higher, and it does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People thought like we were talking about earlier. You know, when when you look at Jerry Jones and he buys it for a hundred million. 
and then suddenly you're well over a billion, and now the value of the Dallas Cowboys is about the highest, I think, in the world. I think it's $5.5 billion is what their value is now. So that gives you a little bit of an idea. I thought $2.5 billion sounded like a a pretty monstrous number, and it's doubled since then. (laughs) So uh, when you look across, I've I've always wanted to be involved in some sort of a a sport franchise, specifically football in some way. uh, the closest I've come so far was I got very, very close with uh, Canadian Football League mm-hmm. and, and getting involved how, how there. How do they the, do financially? You know, they do better than I think you and I might guess. Really? But, uh, but there's a lot of hurdles that they need to go over, and it's not the NFL. It's certainly not even close to the NFL. But we were, you know, in conversations with the Montreal Alouettes, and, and it was very interesting, uh, and, and, and I loved it. But, you know, it's, it's just – it's different. It, it is, it's not the NFL, and it's not run like the NFL. They don't have nearly the viewership of the NFL. So um, I, I think they can still grow. I think they still have an attraction, and I think there's value there. But I think it goes right to the MLS. I, I think that these guys, uh, the sky is the limit. And they still, when you look at what the values are now, um, I think that would be the place that I would look. You can text us or call us at 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226. we got a mystery guest coming up at the 11 o'clock hour. Uh, and I'll, tell you, I'll give you a couple clues. Uh, football guest, and you ain't going to like him. How's that? Oh. It's, it's a football guest. You're not going to like him, Pete. Our, our listeners aren't going to like him, and I did it anyway. So we're going to have to live with that. But that's coming up in the 11 o'clock, o'clock hour. 651-461-9226 if you want to hone in. Uh, on this show. Here, here's a text that we got. It says, Pete, uh, will, will we see a day in the future where college players are paid in crypto? Uh, obviously, mm. this new NIL, et cetera. But what would be the upside? You know, I, I guess that everybody's thinking about everything right now, but what would be the upside of that? Well, it, it, it's an interesting concept, and I think, obviously, there are far more risks involved with that. Uh, but knowing the age and, and the, the risk tolerance that somebody 18, 19, 20 years old probably has versus sure. uh, you and I right yeah. now, I think that would be extremely attractive. Uh, can you imagine if somebody would have started off the season, for instance, uh, <laughs> with, with some sort of a cryptocurrency? <laughs> and, and I'll tell you, you look at Tom Brady. Look at, look at what's going on with a lot of the NFL yeah. players that are now more and more getting involved with that and it's the sky is the limit and it's you know if you if you would have started this year the college season and and you actually were getting paid in some sort of crypto specifically some of the bigger names uh your money has gone up dramatically (laughs) (laughs) from from where it was just at the beginning of september to now maxi it's just unbelievable it's unbelievable (laughs) yeah i mean this guy's thinking ahead too six five one four six one nine two two six if you want to jump on board you're listening to the huddle with bike max uh and pete nigerian Uh, the the minnesota timberwolves beat the milwaukee bucks earlier this week Uh, the defending Champs. They were down a couple players, but still it was a great win. They lost a great game uh, last night against uh, Denver. And and Pete, uh, you know, in the NBA especially, and I look at the, the Timberwolves with they've got a big three. You know, they've got uh, D'Angelo Russell, they've got Carl uh, Anthony Towns, and, and they've got Anthony Edwards, three terrific players. I think the key is going to be trying to keep uh, D'Angelo Russell engaged because he's a great player who you know has been on a lot of teams for for some for some very specific reasons that, that he's bouncing mm-hmm. around a lot. 
and part of the, the part of the thing that is uh, that that I think frustrates um, NBA people is you there's so much money involved that you with the uh, collective bargaining agreement you're going to pay huge money life changing money to these guys and you won't know until after they sign the contract as to whether or not they're going to play hard once they've got all the money that they need mm-hmm. and, and the NBA yeah. is, is a victim of its own success that way because they become so successful and they marketed so well internationally and, and the, the pot is just that big mm-hmm. what do you think when we talk about this what can you do to motivate the guy that has everything to want to be a champion if whether he is a champion or not he's still wealthy beyond belief yeah i think the problem there maxi is it starts with the negotiations before they even sign the contract i think you have to know what really drives this person? If it's just money, uh, that I, I don't know that that's good enough. It's got to be somebody who is relentlessly wanting to be better. They want to win. They're, they're, they have all of those different types of wants that you, you need out of a player. I think we see that out of Anthony Edwards. I think I, I actually think we see that on a big cat. I think he, you know, you always need other players around you, but not everybody is driven the same and not everybody has the same passion uh, right. for, for what they want when it comes to winning. But you better know that when you're sitting across the table from them. And I, I, I don't think it's that hard to read somebody and what their drive really is. I think you can sit across the table from a Daryl Thompson and say, this guy wants to play football. This guy wants to do. Now, if you have a, an injury or something like that, things happen, and, and that's just the way it is. But do they have the drive, and if they're healthy, are they going to give you everything they've got? And I think that's what really what it comes down to, Maxie. And I don't know that you can make somebody uh, – be be that person. They have either. to I, have I, that. Every in the, yeah. once in a while, if they get you know they get punched in the mouth and they say, "Okay, I'm going to prove that I'm better." There, mm-hmm. there are certain things once in a while that can trigger that, but it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like it can sustain itself unless it's already there. Yeah, you want to see that competitive nature that a Randy Moss has, or or whomever it might yeah, be. Yeah, Michael I, Jordan I think he, being the ultimate. Right? Michael Jordan. Oh, absolutely. I, I you know I was lucky enough to be in Chicago for all those runs sure. with Michael Jordan. I got to tell you something. He didn't take plays off. He's a lot like Walter <laughs> Payton. I don't. Maybe it's something in the water in Chicago. But remember Walter Payton too. He would he would dance down that sideline and then he'd give you that extra little shimmy yes. and then he'd hit you. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he wasn't so, looking to save the clock if he could hit you, right? Right, right. He'd 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 want to make Pete Najarian go onto his back. So yeah, it's a, just, that, that's just the fun. drive that you want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I interviewed Jordan one on one a few times, and I just remember how when he sat down to do the interview, it was like if I'm doing the interview, I'm going to do it really well. You know, there was no, yep. as you mentioned, no time off, no mm-hmm. day off. When we come back, a special mystery guest that you're not going to like. Plus your phone calls and text 651-461-9226-651. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Sports. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.